Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And we're going to have so much fun today. You know, I don't often get to say this, but I know zero zip zilch about what my guest is an expert in. I honestly had never even heard of it. So we're going to have so much fun today learning more about what Angela Johnson is going to be talking to us about. Angela, how are you doing today? I'm well. Thank you for having me. Perfect. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you, and then we will dive into this. So Angela Johnson is a certified scrum trainer, a CST. She is a certified less practitioner, which is CLP. She is co-founder of Collaborative Leadership Team, and she is the author of The Scrum Master Files, Secrets Every Coach Should Know. As a professional people geek, Angela helps others successfully implement Scrum and Agile to achieve their goals and objectives. So again, Angela, welcome to the program. Awesome to be here. Thanks so much. Great, great. Well, tell us a little bit more about how it is that you got to where you are today, and then we will dive into this. I consider myself a bit of a broken corporate employee. Um, I really had kind of lost my appetite for being an employee in a big corporation. And as some of your listeners may have done this too, I forged into the world of contracting. Mm -hmm. I was contracting my services out as a project manager. And as I noticed what other people were making Mm -hmm. on my services, I'm like, that doesn't seem that hard. A little more paperwork for a little more, Mm -hmm. you know, hourly rate. So I started my own organization in 2010. And at Mm -hmm. that time I was working as a contract scrum master Okay, and really had no aspirations of having staff, employees, a brick and mortar space. I just knew how hard could this be? I wanted to do it for myself. <laughs> well, I got busy. And, mm-hmm. and so I started attracting like-minded people. And this year is my 14th year in business. And not only do I have a team and we are still here, we mm-hmm. survived COVID. Mm-hmm. We have expanded to have a brick and mortar space. So I'm wow. actually sitting in one of the little studios in our okay. West End Conference Center that we opened in 2019. Cool. I love it. I love it. Well, now, do clients come to you since you have space? Well, it's kind of this double-edged sword, right? We opened this space Mm -hmm. because we wanted a professional space to hold our training Mm -hmm. events. It was really reflecting poorly on our brand to have it like in hotels or, you know. Starbucks. (laughs) Yeah, not going to happen. And so we opened our own space with the idea that we would always Mm -hmm. license it out to other people to kind of offset the cost. Well, then COVID hit and rocked our world. So most of our training classes and client work for coaching happens just like you and I are, Mm -hmm. you know, over Zoom or Mm -hmm. Microsoft Teams or what have you. But the part that's going gangbusters is other people using this beautiful space. I love it. Thankfully. 
because we are not co-working, you know, co-working spaces will lock you into memberships mm-hmm, right. and things like that. Nope. This is sometimes somebody play. needs a space for a day, right? Or an hour mm-hmm. or yeah. Mm-hmm. So we are uh, enjoying seeing people again mm-hmm. and people who have let their brick and mortar offices mm-hmm. go still have needs to get together right. once in a while. Mm-hmm. So we can accommodate that. I love that. I love that. You know, I think that's one of the things that we learned from COVID was we have absolutely got to adapt to mm-hmm. a variety of situations. And that's part of what you work with people to do. So as I mentioned, I know nothing about <laughs> Scrum. We were laughing before the program. The only thing I know about Scrum is that it's a rugby term. And Which, then that's as far as I go with it, right? Um, on. So yeah, <laughs> and, and, and that actually is really kind of the, the because I did Google it. Um, but, um, you know, so tell us what Agile and Scrum are. For sure. 1993 is when the first scrum team was formed and you already nailed the metaphor. Mm -hmm. There was a Harvard Business Review paper that was published in 1986. And the professors who published that paper were talking about this different way of working. So instead of people handing work off from one person to the next Mm -hmm. or from a specialty to a specialty to a specialty, delaying delivery value to customers, What if people got together, Mm -hmm. regardless of their specialty, regardless of their skill, Mm -hmm. what if they got together and worked side by side with the focus of getting that value into the customer's Mm -hmm. hands? Mm -hmm. And they called it a rugby-like huddle. Okay. They called it a scrummage. Mm -hmm. And so two gentlemen who read that paper got very inspired. The creators of Scrum got very inspired by that. And they called it Scrum. So mm-hmm. it's not an acronym. It is short for scrummage. It is mm-hmm. just a metaphor for people working together to get something done. Mm-hmm. That's what my son tells people. Mommy teaches people how to work together to get something done. Hey, awesome. That's a pretty good thing, right? <clears throat> right? So simple. Mm-hmm. So what happened? You know, what, how did the A word come into being? Mm-hmm. You know, and you said adaptive. And that was actually one of the names they all kicked around. Ah. So the two gentlemen who created Scrum mm-hmm. got together at a ski resort in February 2001, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Snowbird in um, Salt Lake City, Utah. Mm-hmm. And there were other people there. Mm-hmm. Now, the other people who were there weren't talking about product like mm-hmm. Scrum was. The other people were talking about software development. Okay. But they all were talking about this teamwork stuff mm-hmm. and this doing work differently. So they're like, okay, we have so much in common, even though our frameworks are different. Mm-hmm. We should call it something. Let's call it light. Eh, gross. Yeah, that uh, did make sense. Mm-hmm. Adaptive. Well, one of the people had a book called Adaptive mm-hmm. Software Development, and they said, mm-hmm. no, no, he'll get all the credit. So they said Agile, and they actually mm-hmm. stole that from the title of a business book. Mm-hmm. And it was all about virtual competition, being mm-hmm. agile in the face of global virtual mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. And they said, hey, the business community will take us seriously if we use a business word like mm-hmm. Agile. Mm-hmm. So Scrum is Agile. But so is a bunch of other things Mm -hmm. like extreme programming, DSDM, Mm feature-driven development. Scrum is the popular one, Mm -hmm. but a lot of people say agile. They've just latched onto the A word, but that doesn't always mean Scrum. Mm -hmm. So it's it's popular in the software space, but it is not all about software Mm -hmm. development. Mm -hmm. I have school teachers using Scrum to run their classrooms. Uh, Okay. I have a graduate flipping houses using Mm -hmm. Scrum. Mm-hmm. We use Scrum to run my small services mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. So it's all about who's the customer, what's your product. Right. So it's just a framework mm-hmm. for getting things done. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I love the concept that everybody comes together. Because way back when I was still in corporate America, we had silos, you know, and 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 it just it was so frustrating because we didn't even have group meetings. You know, you had, you know, sales did something, then marketing did something, then this department did something. And, you know, by the time you got to the end, it never matched what the people at the beginning wanted. And the people at the beginning might have actually been the people who had been talking to potential customers, you know, and, and those people had said, hey, we want you to do X, you know, and, and then somewhere along the line, all of those things changed. And then what you had to do was you had to go back to the beginning or, you know, we sometimes you went, oh, OK, this is actually a better product. But it really was, you know, is, is territorial, I think, is maybe the, the best word for it. And you nailed it, the silos. That's that's the delay, right? Mm-hmm. The delay of delivery value. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I always look for is single points of failure. Even in my own business, mm-hmm. I never want to be the bottleneck. Right. I never want to mm-hmm. be that single point of failure. Mm-hmm. You know what people say, Angela, I sent you eight emails about this. <laughs> Don't send Angela eight emails. At email number three, you're going to get a response that says, we're getting on a, a call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're yeah, getting a Zoom or we're, <laughs> we're getting on a phone call. So, where are your single points of failure? Where are your bottlenecks? If you mm-hmm. have too many silos in your organization, how is that adversely affecting your mm-hmm. end users or your customers? Right. That's ultimately what it's all about, mm-hmm. right? You know, and and you know, I, I was looking at your book, and it's it's a great book. It's it is a little complicated. And as you point out in the book, you need some some prior knowledge about this, which I didn't have. So I was a little lost on some things. But one of the things that struck me was, you know, that that it is everybody working together as a team. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great if we're all in one physical location. How does it work in this remote world? We can still get together like you and I are talking and we've even got our cameras on so we can still get face to face. If we wanted to show something, some work product, we could do a screen share. And so it's not that you can't work together. It may take a little bit more coordination, but it is possible even in a virtual environment. Mm -hmm. Some people will um, nitpick on the Agile Manifesto. Mm -hmm. Because those gentlemen did write down some things that they value, mm-hmm. and then they they wrote things they called principles. Mm-hmm. And one of them says the most effective communication method is face to face. And they're but, actually true, right? Yeah, true. But, but it didn't say thou shalt be in a physical room together. Mm-hmm. It right. said you and I face, are face to face, face to face. So it just cuts through the clutter. You know, the um, I heard a, a statistic, 60 to 90% of all human communication mm-hmm. is nonverbal. Right, right. So how do we pick up on all right. those gestures mm-hmm. and those facial expressions mm-hmm. if we can't see each other? Right. And it is difficult when we're on camera um, because, you know, I might be you know, twiddling my thumbs to show, you know, that, that I'm just, you know, not happy or, you know, doing something like that. Um, and it was funny, I was talking to somebody the other day who is totally remote and she said, you know, we've got a problem with one person. And I went, mm-hmm. mm, will not turn their camera on. And, you know, and, and, and so I kind of went through the, okay, do they have a camera? I mean, that was kind of the first thing, right? Right. Um, and they said, oh, yeah, because a lot of times they'll like, they'll start, but then they'll turn it off. And I said, okay, are they uncomfortable with, say, where they're set up? You know, you and I were laughing before the program that I have done interviews 
where kids were in the background, cats were in the background, all these things, because people don't always have home offices. Mm -hmm. And they said, no, they've got an office. They just don't like it. And it's not necessarily that they're an introvert. Um, I interviewed the wonderful Summer Turner, who um, is an expert and she is an introvert herself in, in how to work. And she said, you know, this remote thing is even harder on introverts. Um, but, you know, she said, this person just doesn't like it. And, and I said, you know, how detracting is it? And she said, well, you know, when you've got the, the Brady Bunch thing going on and there's a, a black space, it is detracting. Um, and of course, then they're always saying, hello, are you there? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. You know, obviously, one of the most important things for anything like this is that you got to get buy-in from everybody. Um, but you know, in your book, you were talking about you know what happens when you've got the one little rebel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, how do you deal with those folks? So there's a wide range there. There's everything from want to just fire them in most cases. Not necessarily, but you maybe want to ask them because I find it's far more respectful. One of the scrum values is respect. Mm -hmm. So it's far more respectful to ask that person. Mm -hmm. Do we know why? Do we honestly know the root cause? Mm -hmm. Maybe they're Mm self-conscious about looking at themselves. Right. Hey, this is a training opportunity. Mm -hmm. Did you know you can hide self-view? You can turn your own camera so you You can't see yourself. Yeah. You don't even need to see yourself. Mm Maybe there's something from their background. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with indigenous people mm-hmm. and they believe that there's some of them believe right. that their spirit will be right. taken. Their spirit will be taken away. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. until we get to the root cause, mm-hmm. we can speculate all we right. want. The ego right. can make up anything it wants. And so we make up the have- wrong thing all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time, only every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so somebody's got to have a one-on-one with this mm-hmm. person to find out what the actual problem is. Mm-hmm. Now, depending on that answer, is it a condition of employment? Mm-hmm. Because leaders have to set the tone. Leaders right. have to say, here's what's expected of you. Mm-hmm. But what you said buy-in. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of weigh-in. Mm-hmm. People are more likely to put their weight behind an idea if it's theirs. Right. I so love what's that. Mm-hmm. that person's idea? Mm-hmm. For getting on board. Mm-hmm. Does it have to be an all or nothing? Mm-hmm. Can it be if you want your idea represented, you have to turn your camera on? Mm-hmm. Kind of we call it fishbowl. Because mm-hmm. then they could turn it off. Right. If they're just listening. Mm-hmm. So baby stepping them in. Mm-hmm. Can you make it fun? Mm-hmm. I had a group of software developers. Um, it was last year, and I remember the day because it was May 4th, it was Star Wars Day. Of course. And fourth be with you. Exactly. (laughs) And the client is a longtime client of mine. Mm -hmm. And so the manager was saying, this is going to be really difficult for you. This is going to be so hard for you for this workshop. And I said, no, it's not because you scheduled it on Star Wars Day. Right. So I said, we're talking to a bunch of nerds. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) I sent his whole team a note that said, show up in cosplay, show up in your favorite t-shirt. If you have toys, if you have lightsabers, if you have paraphernalia, bring it. Mm They were mm-hmm. dying to turn their cameras mm-hmm. on to show right. all their their toys mm-hmm. to their friends. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's as you said, it's weighing in as opposed mm-hmm. to buying in. Mm-hmm. And you know that's just important no matter what. You know we don't we don't like to be mandated to, dictated to. Now you know clearly in some cases there are rules. There are reasons for rules. Um, but you know in other cases why not say hey folks you know what if we do it this way? What do you think? 
Um, you know, and 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 you might need to do some one-on-ones because that person might not be comfortable saying, you know what, I think I look horrible on camera. I don't want to say that in front of a whole bunch of people. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, so just kind of keep delicately and and respectfully, as you said, you know, asking them about it. And who knows what the real reason is? And maybe they're miserable about the job. You know, sometimes when there's a behavior problem, Mm -hmm. it's just a symptom and it is more respectful to Mm -hmm. that person Mm -hmm. because if they aren't willing to get on board with what's Mm -hmm. happening here, maybe they would be better off in another part of the company. Maybe Mm -hmm. they'd be happier Mm -hmm. on another team. Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe they would be happier Mm -hmm. elsewhere. So. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, you know, one of the things that, that, you know, it, it, you mentioned, you know, we, we do body language and things like that. And, and of course, you know, we've all seen, and we've done it too, right. Where we've been in a meeting and somebody has said something we don't agree with. <laughs> we eye roll, we, you know, I mean, all sorts of things. Right. And, and then we realize, Oh gosh, I hope nobody saw me do that. Um, you know, it's a little bit more obvious, especially if it's a smaller group of people on camera, you know, and so maybe they just are thinking, I can't self-censor myself to stop, you know, eye rolling at this guy. Or I always look here. I look right, right here mm-hmm. between eyebrows because if mm-hmm. I see, I know somebody's confused. Mm-hmm. Right. And even in virtual workshops, mm-hmm. I'll watch somebody's mm-hmm. face very right. specifically. Mm-hmm. And the minute I see it, yep, they get the I know, mm-hmm. I, know mm-hmm. I answered their question. Right. But if I see mm-hmm. this, I'm like, mm-hmm. did I answer your question? And they're like, right. Yeah. And I'm like, no, yeah, no, no, that, that had a question mark after it. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. You, you mentioned that respect is one of the five principles and I believe it's five, right? Am I correct on that? Of, five of values, strong, five mm-hmm. values. So tell us a little bit more about that because I was fascinated with this part. It's respect, focus, openness, commitment, and courage. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things we talk about respect, we just covered focus is so important Mm -hmm. because if everything is priority, nothing is right. Every fire cannot be put out. (laughs) No, it's, it's, we have to focus because we're focused on delivering value. And when you start focusing, it's amazing how you start reaching your commitments. Mm -hmm. So instead of starting a bunch of things, Mm -hmm. you actually start finishing. Ah. So you don't stop starting a bunch of little things and never get them Mm -hmm. to done. So commitment is not just about those goals and objectives. Mm -hmm. Commitment in this sense of it being Mm -hmm. a scrum value is committing to change. Mm -hmm. Have you ever started a diet and then just blown it? Like the third oh, day never. or the second mm-hmm. day. Right? No. <laughs> Chocolate, like, hello. Mm, I already <laughs> blew it. So let me just finish the yeah, whole pint I of ice cream. More ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> so commitment's all about change, committing to the way we do work. Okay. And openness mm-hmm. is open to change, mm-hmm. open to feedback. Mm-hmm. It's the thing about asking other people for it. Mm-hmm. You're going to get it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so and openness. no eye rolling. No, right? <laughs> And courage. Mm. Courage is the most overlooked value. Mm -hmm. Courage to look for the kernel of truth in that feedback. Mm -hmm. Courage to try something different. Mm -hmm. Courage to call somebody out who is not respecting Mm -hmm. the the team norms or the team ground Mm -hmm. rules. I love that. You know, and you talk about, and, and your book is aptly titled about Scrum Master. What the heck is a Scrum Master? Yeah. Some people who are very interested in diversity, equity, inclusion, I'm one of them. It has nothing to do with, you know, master, subservient, anything like that. Mm -hmm. If you're familiar with martial arts, 
you're familiar with like a sensei, mm-hmm. right? You know, the right. master. Right. It, it's the master of scrum. Right. So they just call it scrum master, like the sensei. Mm-hmm. They're a coach. They're a teacher. They're a guide, a neutral objective facilitator. Mm-hmm. So if you think about somebody who's on the sidelines, mm-hmm. they're not running out onto the field and ripping the ball out of someone's hands. Right. That person is giving feedback, making mm-hmm. observations, asking powerful questions. So scrum masters are all about those people things, mm-hmm. all those soft skill kinds mm-hmm. of things. That's how they serve the team. Mm-hmm. And as somebody who was previously a project manager, Mm -hmm. that's not always the case. Project managers had a lot of administrative stuff they had to do, Mm -hmm. status reports Mm -hmm. and project plans and all that kind of stuff. Scrum masters don't have those kinds of deliverables Mm -hmm. because that would be taking the team's accountability away Mm -hmm. because you can't tell somebody, right? Be more accountable. Right. It has to be experienced. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so you treat people like adults. They're going to act like adults. Mm-hmm. So the right. team who's doing the work, mm-hmm. we call them developers. It's just short for product developer. It's mm-hmm. the people doing the work. They are responsible for tracking their own things. Mm-hmm. We have somebody called product owner, and that's the person who says, here's what we're focusing on. Okay. Here's who it's for. Mm-hmm. Here's why we're doing it. Team, you're empowered. On the how, mm-hmm. I'll answer those questions if you need it. Mm-hmm. So Scrum Masters coach not only the product owner and then the developers, the product developers, the doers, mm-hmm. but they also coach the greater organization. Okay. Because as this team starts working in a different way, there's inevitably going to be organizational impediments. Mm-hmm. And that would be a Scrum Master's job to tackle mm-hmm. that so right. that we can keep the producers producing. Mm-hmm. Better use right. of their time mm-hmm. to go take those things on. So I'm I'm guessing that the scrum master is not necessarily the department manager, the CEO, the whoever. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Scrum teams are flat okay. because if you have people reporting to each other, mm-hmm. now you're going to have behavior that's gamed a mm-hmm. little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, if a scrum master is really supposed to be neutral, but they also are the people's boss. Right. They they are responsible for your paycheck. Right. Or, mm-hmm. Those people are not going to see that person as a neutral. Right. They, they may not be transparent or honest. They mm-hmm. may be gaming their behavior just enough to stay on the right side of the ledger, right. mm-hmm. you know, to get that pay increase mm-hmm. or not. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, how does an organization decide that they need to start having Scrum as part of their organization? I wasn't quite sure how to say that. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's a it's a valid question. And because one of the questions that I ask when we get engaged with companies who say mm-hmm. they want to do this, my very first question is why? And mm-hmm. it's not to challenge anybody's authority. Right. It's not to sound like I'm for. Mm-hmm. It's sincerely, uh, why do you want to do this? Because right. we're talking about changing the entire way work is done. Mm-hmm. That's a big right. deal. And if you can't explain that to people... You know, if you're like, well, we just want to, you know, hop on the bandwagon, right. the buzzwords. Somebody else was telling us about this. So mm-hmm. we thought we should do it too. Leaders lose their credibility very quickly mm-hmm. when that happens. Right. But organizations that are in real pain that need to do something different, for example, an insurance company that I was working with, they said, um, we're not even looking at new sales. Did mm-hmm. you know millennials don't think they need insurance? <laughs> I laughed, right? I'm like, I'm aware. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So they're like, the statistic, the data that we're watching is our renewals. And if we don't keep customers delighted, 
they're going to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So that's the metric that we're watching. Mm -hmm. And I said, congratulations, I will still coach you Mm -hmm. because you have a valid business reason. You Mm -hmm. have a baseline measurement. And now we're going to flip the switch Mm -hmm. and change the way we do things so we can see, are the renewals going up? Are they staying the same? Are they Mm -hmm. dropping? Right. Now we have a metric. Mm -hmm. But if the organization doesn't want to change, this isn't really a great choice if they don't want to do things differently. Mm Because you know what they say about the old definition of insanity. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Doing the same thing <laughs> over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. And there is a whole lot of project management and traditional ways of working being called scrum. And I just I just laugh because it's been around now for you know over 30 years because the first scrum team was 1993. Mm-hmm. So this isn't new. Right. It may be new to many people. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the things I would rather have with leaders as a conversation. Mm-hmm. Why are you interested in change? What's mm-hmm. your pain points right now? What keeps mm-hmm. you up at night? Mm-hmm. What what what's going on in your business? Because mm-hmm. this isn't an IT thing or a software thing. Right. This is a we are all in this together mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. So does it have to be everybody, or can it be a department? It can totally be a department. Okay. It can be one team. Okay. What tends to happen when one team tries it or a department tries it? It spreads. Yes. <laughs> yes. Then people go, what are you all doing over here? The cheat. You know, getting stuff out the door so much quicker. What are you all doing that you're meeting your goals and objectives? Well, mm-hmm. funny, you should ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we changed the way we did work. So mm-hmm. when I do coach organizations, um, I'm I'm very clear that I'm not a fan of Big Bang. Right. You know, Big, big Bang scares the crap out of people. Mm-hmm. It's rarely effective, mm-hmm. but that slow boil right. is more effective. Start mm-hmm. with one team, mm-hmm. pilot project. I don't even care if right. you call it a project, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe start with one department mm-hmm. and then there will be this internal mm-hmm. data for the company to see, oh, if mm-hmm. we were to take this more broadly, mm-hmm. here's all the things that we just got as feedback that we're going to have mm-hmm. to take a look at. Right. Yeah. It's almost like if they're going imp- to say, okay, the entire company is going to implement this. It, it, that is, that's, it, there's probably a whole bunch of issues and it may have reached the point where it's not fixable because it, it's almost like they, it really did just get to that point of, oh my God, what are we going to do? As opposed to, huh, this isn't quite working the way it should. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and, and like you said, whatever department, I mean, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and, and so, yeah, it just kind of goes from there. And What's hard about that, if they kind of phone it in or don't really give it an honest mm-hmm. try, that kind of hybrid or Frankenstein-like approach. I'm doing runs, this because they make me. Yeah. <laughs> runs the risk of becoming the new status quo. Right. And then they never mm-hmm. really change. And so often people will say, well, the scrum stuff doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Well, did you dedicate the team? No. Well, did you have an empowered product owner? No. Mm-hmm. So you didn't. You didn't do scrum. (laughs) Try it. It's just like the person that says this diet didn't work. Mm -hmm. Well, did you follow the eating suggestions? Mm -hmm. Well, no, I had ice cream last night. Mm -hmm. Did you follow the exercise regimen? No, who can do all that? That's no fun. You didn't follow any of it. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, you know, as we mentioned, you know, there's, there's your book and you are certified and licensed and all sorts of things. And and so you are obviously the expert and you can go in and help organizations. Can they and should they or should they try to do it on their own? I'm a big 
fan of experiments. Okay. You know, I would be such a hypocrite if I said, no, no, you have to, have to. Must hire us or somebody. No. No. Um, The nice thing about Scrum is the two creators gave it to the world for free. Mm -hmm. So it's actually in the creative commons. So you can go out to Mm scrumguides.org. It is a plural because somebody beat them to scrumguide.org, but it's Mm -hmm. Mm scrumguides.org. Download the 13 page official guide because it's more of a framework. It's not Mm -hmm. a Mm -hmm. prescriptive process. It's like guidelines and give it a try. Mm -hmm. You're going to learn so much Mm -hmm. from just starting. Right. Now, generally people will say, okay, I've got some questions. Mm -hmm. That's where, you know, someone like myself Mm -hmm. would come in or we also teach uh, publicly available certified scrum master classes. Mm -hmm. Anybody can buy a ticket and come to a, to a class. Mm -hmm. And so what you're getting when you come to one of those is experience implementation Mm -hmm. advice, right? Because I could teach scrum in 15 Mm -hmm. minutes. It's a 13-page document. It's five mm-hmm. events, three accountabilities, three right. artifacts. Boom. Mm-hmm. Easy right. peasy. Mm-hmm. But it's how does it apply in this situation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what if I we've got in- that one person who? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where you're really paying for the advice. And that's right. that was the power of the book. I really wrote about all my failures as a new scrum master. Mm-hmm. I, I took six of my best, worst situations and created those case studies. They're completely anonymous. So don't Mm -hmm. worry. You know, there's no uh, non-disclosures violated. Mm -hmm. And in anonymizing them, there's not even a single personal pronoun. Mm -hmm. So it literally puts the reader Mm -hmm. in the situation. Mm -hmm. And then the fun part is they have to work through it. And Mm -hmm. of course, I tell them what happened Mm -hmm. and what could have made it even better. And when I have new people to this read the case studies in the book, mm-hmm. they're like, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. I was really struggling mm-hmm. for what this would look like mm-hmm. or what I would do if I was in one of these mm-hmm. situations. And then hilariously enough, I have graduates of mine who are experienced read the book and go, that happened at my company. Are you sure that story <laughs> wasn't about where you I were about us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's just something universal right. about some of these situations. Mm-hmm. And so thankfully I could give them different mm-hmm. ideas or a different perspective on what they might try. Mm-hmm. Right. And you change the names to protect the innocent, right? All that and the guilty. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And it's, it's obviously the guilty that in many cases is, is the problem, you know, and I always ask my guests, you know, I give me speaking points and things. And, and one of the things you said is that scrum masters are servant leaders, mm-hmm. not secretaries. Correct. So they got to get their hands off the team's work, right? Okay. So they're not the scribe. Okay. They're not writing anything down for anybody. They're all about how can I help? Mm-hmm. How can I help these people? stop talking past each other mm-hmm. and achieve their goals and objectives for this conversation. Mm-hmm. How can I help them learn this different way of working? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's something in their way that they need from the company. Hey, what can you do? Mm-hmm. Let me go tackle that. Right. So you can stay focused. Mm-hmm. Those are all the things about servant mm-hmm. leadership. So mm-hmm. I tend to ask, you know, my workshops, you know, if you have a servant leadership attitude, is it all about you? Mm-hmm. You know, and people are like, no, because you'd be surprised what people think that phrase means, mm-hmm. you know, I had a, a manager who just decided she was going to be the team's scrum master. And of course, dismal failure because right. they all report to her. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm a great servant leader. 
it in and, my and, 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 and I bet none of the people she worked with would have agreed. <laughs> they didn't. And I'm like, servant leaders don't talk like that. Right. That's right. not all about you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I love it. Well, you know, help me get my my head around this. Give me another example of when you know, you know, somebody has has said, "Oh my gosh, Angela, help!" <laughs> for for implementing Scrum, mm-hmm. yeah. One of our favorite uh, clients works n- nothing to do with software. Mm-hmm. So, like these devices that I have on my ears, right? Mm-hmm. There's foam inside right, these little headphony things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that was their product, and I was so happy because bored out of my mind with software. Not that uh, software isn't important, mm-hmm. but it's kind of old news, you know, mm-hmm. when you look at like what's happening with AI and chat mm-hmm. GPT, you know, software is kind of old news here. Mm-hmm. And so they were running in the red. It was a small company. Mm-hmm. I love working with small companies. And let me just tell you what I mean by small mm-hmm. 50, okay. five, zero, okay. 50 people. Mm-hmm. And their leader told me that the last uh, sale that they had, cause they get some of these government contracts, mm-hmm. you know, for like, right. So they're doing pilots. a gazillion of the little earpiece thingies all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he said the product was so bad. They had to give the clients money back Ooh. to not take delivery in the product. Mm-hmm. And he said, this took nine months. We are in the red. I Yikes. need to try mm-hmm. something radically mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. And so we did a little two-day boot camp mm-hmm. and I did it on site at their location so that I could also do a little coaching right, with the actual mm-hmm. subject mm-hmm. matter, not hypotheticals. Mm-hmm. And he did have a couple of people who were grumpy, grumpy, like, mm-hmm. nope, not going to do We've it. We've never done it this way. And the rest of the team, thankfully, was on board. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we had to tackle right away was, what are you going to do with the, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. And they actually gave this person early retirement. They gave him an incentive. <laughs> they really, they were out of there. They, they were because the other person who had the exact same resume, the exact same pedigree as this other person, mm-hmm. he saw it as a wonderful way to teach, an opportunity okay. to teach mm-hmm. the less experienced mm-hmm. team members. And they were having so much fun. Mm-hmm. Well, so the result is they went from nine months mm-hmm. to nine sprints. Wow. And their sprints, their mm-hmm. time boxes were two weeks mm-hmm. long. So that's 18 weeks, mm-hmm. nine months. 18 weeks Mm -hmm. and the quality was spot on and they got more and more and more orders. Right. Because you've got that time to do it. Mm -hmm. They actually now have the contract Mm -hmm. with mother Apple. Their, their foam is what goes in the AirPods and I couldn't be more proud, you know, but Mm -hmm. that was just one Mm -hmm. of my best success stories. So it's really fun Mm -hmm. when you can see the Mm -hmm. fruits of your labor. There's Mm -hmm. too many crash and burn stories, right? There's too many of them phoning it in and, oh, well, we want to say agile, Mm -hmm. but they don't really change. Right. Right. Well, and, you know, it's, it's also, like you said, you know, sometimes it is figuring out what needs to change or who needs to go. Um, you know, and, and sometimes that solves almost all the problems, right? When you get rid of that person. Um, but there was something that allowed them to stay. I mean, you know, so it's, it's not just that you had, you know, Miss Grumpy Ump there, you know, Miss Grumpy Ump was there because, you know, nobody wanted to question it or, you know, all of these various things. So there is still an issue. Now, my assumption also is that it's not scrum one and done. You know, it is something right. that, you know, once, once you do it, you're going to go, oh, yippee skippy, we need to keep using this. 
<laughs> well, my own organization, right? We'd be very, mm-hmm. very hypocritical right. if we said, oh no, we work a totally different way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I think people newer to Scrum mm-hmm. may not understand is that we don't use all the lingo mm. because over time it just becomes the way you work. Right. So why would we need to talk about something mm-hmm. when it's just the way we work? If I mm-hmm. think about project management, when I was a project manager, mm-hmm. at no time did we sit around and say project management, project management, project right. management, every mm-hmm. other word or every other sentence. It's just what we did. Mm-hmm. So with Scrum, I always know people haven't crossed that chasm. Mm-hmm. When they're still using all the lingo. Okay. You know, for example. Right. They haven't team, internalized it. Correct. My team works with one week sprints. Mm-hmm. Now, sprints, just a fancy way of saying time box, you know, two okay. week, three week or four week. Mm-hmm. When COVID hit, we were doing two week sprints. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this feels like an eternity. Mm-hmm. My days felt like weeks. I don't right. know about you, mm-hmm. but it was just like this weird thing mm-hmm. that was happening to time. Mm-hmm. The other thing that was happening to our little company is change. The Mm -hmm. speed of change was just, I mean, rapid fire. Mm -hmm. So we went down to one week sprints Mm -hmm. so that in a 52 week calendar year, we now have 52 pivot points. Mm -hmm. Every sprint is a new Mm -hmm. opportunity to course correct, change direction. Mm -hmm. Does this company even say the word sprint? No. No. We we plan Mm -hmm. every week. Mm -hmm. We have one week increments. And it is convenient that you can say week. (laughs) It is. But, you know, people, it takes them a minute to go, oh, you know, and then it's like, well, what about this 15- a week, a month or whatever? Mm-hmm. 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 What about, you know, getting together 15 minutes or less for the daily scrum? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talk for 15 minutes or less and it's all about, okay, how can I help you? What do you need from me? Are we on mm-hmm. the track? We don't need to mm-hmm. run out the time right. all the way to 15 minutes. If the mm-hmm. conversation took eight minutes. Right. Or it might on. take 18 right? Mm -hmm. And do we call it daily scrum? No, because it's just something we do every day. Mm -hmm. It's now become a habit, Mm -hmm. right? Right. It's just internalized. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. And I love the concept of saying, how can I help? What do you need from me? Because Mm -hmm. that is, I think, one of the biggest issues in organizations because you know, they, and, and back to the silo, my job mm-hmm. is this, it fits in this little box and it's what my job description says I shall do, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so this attitude of giving it maybe is, is, you know, in many cases unique and scary because people are like, ah, you know, what if I, I don't even know how to do, or what if they asked me to do something that I don't know how to do? Am I going to look like an idiot? That's that ego talking, right? Yep. So mm-hmm. on our team, one of the things that we really are quite sincere about and overt about when we hire is no ego. Mm-hmm. Everyone is hired with the title team member. Mm-hmm. And because we have our physical brick and mortar space, we're sincere when we say everybody washes dishes, mm-hmm. even me. So there's there's this, this can-do attitude. Mm-hmm. And if you can't do something, somebody will help mm-hmm. you. And it's really fun for me on days when we have lots of events, I'll be mm-hmm. out in the kitchen helping out, making coffee, wiping mm-hmm. something up, mm-hmm. whatever. And in this day and age, unfortunately, um, there are people who still think it's, you know, okay to go, oh, you're doing a good job, sweetie. Oh, yeah. thanks, honey. Oh, yeah. Right? Here, here, wash this too. <sighs> and I so, love being a female in an office. On I know, occasion. right? Mm-hmm. So I just smile and I'm just wiping the counter and go about my way. And I come back into the team room. Mm-hmm. One of my male teammates <laughs> goes, are you going to take that? Why didn't you go tell him you own the place? And I'm like, 
no, this is just so much more fun. Just- yeah, when they <laughs> when they discover it, you know, because you see that little flash of insp- of realization, <gasps> and kind of they're oh, I stepped in it, didn't I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, nope. Well, what good would that? You know, I'm like, no, right. it's just more fun for me to have my little laugh and go about my way. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and and. Obviously, you know, if it was truly a lack of respect and some, you know, something inappropriate said, then yes, that that does need to be dealt with. Um, I worked with a guy who absolutely positively could not call me anything except honey. Now, you know, I was the only female in the office, so that was was entertaining. I swear it was because he couldn't remember my name. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it's not that hard a name, right? And I was the only woman. So, but yeah, he just, honey, 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 honey. Now, every once in a while, I got a sweetie or something like that in there. And so I did it back. Now, he did not like that. And, but he, he figured it out. You know, and, Real and, quick. and, and it was funny because our, our company CEO just kind of looked at us like, mm-hmm. and, but yeah, I, I got my own name from then on, you know, and it's also, you know, I live in the South, everybody mm-hmm. here's darling and mm-hmm. sweetie. And so there are different ways to say it where you're still being respectful. And sometimes I'll be honest. I'm, I'm like, I don't remember your name. So you might be darling today. (laughs) Um, But, but yeah, it's, it comes back to that word respect. Like you were saying, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, somebody can say, you know, thanks, hon. And there's nothing wrong. You know, now should they be saying that? Probably not, (laughs) but it's, it is kind of one of those also, is this the battle we want to fight? Right. That's exactly where I went with it. It's like, not today. Mm -hmm. No, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to smile and Mm -hmm. move along. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, it's, it's funny. I, I, um, you know, have a team and, you know, all sorts of things. Yeah. There are definitely times where I'm like, nah, that's not a battle I'm going to fight. They'll figure it out on their own. And usually they do. Um, And, but it's like with, with a lot of things, when they learn it themselves, it makes a bigger impression on them. You know, if I had told that guy, do not call me honey, sweetie, or whatever, you know, he would have looked at me like, you know, I was an idiot. Hmm, What's her problem? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, because he would have said, well, I don't mean any harm. Um, You know, and, and, but yeah, when he came to the realization that no, he shouldn't be doing that, then he never did again. Right. Um, You know, and, and so, yeah, it's, uh, and whatever it is, you know, maybe it's the consistently running late or taking credit for somebody else, all of those, you know, some, somebody else's job, you know, that's quite often, you know, it's, if it comes to them to, if they come to the realization, it's better. Again, there are times where we have to say, no, 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 no. Um, especially like it's women, right. When somebody mm-hmm. takes credit for our work again, is it the battle you want to fight? Uh, you know, is it something little that really doesn't matter? But then the problem is, what if it's a whole bunch of littles that don't matter? Because those do add up. You know, if they get into that habit of I'm just always going to take, you know, credit for Angela's work because I'm Angela's boss. But that's where it comes back to, you know, works to have that level playing field, right? Um, but yeah, you know, it's we we have to think about those things. And obviously, um, diversity, equity, inclusion is is one of those things too. You know, are we making sure that we are again being respectful, treating people you know, whether you're religious or not, the way you want to be treated yourself, you know, all right. of those various things. Right. And it's interesting when I talk to diversity, equity, inclusion mm-hmm. representatives from my clients, mm-hmm. 
one of them made quite the impression on me because they called up and said that Scrum is really disrespectful. And I want to talk to you about that. And I said, well, that's interesting because one of the values is respect. Right. And so they started with Scrum Master. And Mm -hmm. I said, no, it has zero ties to slavery. It has um, everything to do with being the sensei, Mm -hmm. the master of Scrum. And you don't have to call the person Scrum Master if you don't want want to. call it something different, call it something different. Mm -hmm. You can call them coach. Mm -hmm. You can call them whatever you want. Mm -hmm. The the guide says it's an accountability. Mm -hmm. It's not a title. Right. But I notice, I can't help but noticing, I'm so sorry, you keep saying resource when you're talking about your people. Mm. And they said, yes, that word is tied historically mm-hmm. to the right. slave trade, referring to another human mm-hmm. as a resource. So mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm just curious, right, where we're going yeah. with all this, because it's starting to feel really hypocritical. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing they wanted to attack was stand up the stand-up meeting. And I said, there's nothing called stand-up. It's called a daily scrum. We call it stand-up and Mm -hmm. we have people in our workforce that physically can't stand. I said, so stop it. Yeah. And she's like, well, we've been blaming it on scrum. You mean Mm -hmm. we've just been disrespecting our Mm -hmm. people? And I'm like, yeah, sounds like it. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. (laughs) And again, they, they weren't meaning to, no, but you know, and, and, and and it is tricky because you know sometimes political correctness and triggering and things have run amok, but it, it, you know back to being religious or not sometimes we do have to put ourselves in their shoes. You know if if they could take offense, then can we change it? You know and and um, and sometimes you can't. I mean you know there are just like we said some some things where you know you you just can't change whatever it is, but. If you and and more importantly, if you make the effort, um, you know, I had a, a guest uh, who uh, used um, the plural pronouns, um, you know, and 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 he had told me about it in advance, so I knew he they had told see in their heart they had told me about it in advance, and and but I slipped a couple of times and I said he, and I oh my gosh I am so sorry, and they said you know what you're trying that's the important thing that's the important part. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of getting knowledgeable about that. You know, that so my my point to this, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion mm-hmm. representative was please read the scrum guide. Mm-hmm. Please arm yourself with right. the knowledge. You know, my favorite that's not even my quote, it's Edward Stemming, mm-hmm. copying without knowledge. Right. Because when mm-hmm. people just assume mm-hmm. that's what gets us into trouble. Yeah. And we know what assume means. Also. Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> so yeah, people are even mm-hmm. trying, trying mm-hmm. to. You know, because once they do establish the new habit, it's going to, I mean, it's going to take a little bit. It's not going to happen instantaneously mm-hmm. or overnight or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, arming themselves with knowledge and then mm-hmm. actually trying. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and and to me, that comes back to respect, right? You know, if I'm trying, that shows that I'm respecting your values. It doesn't mean I agree with them. You know, we, we, we might not think that having, you know, the plural, plural pronouns it makes sense, but that's not my decision to make for you. So, you know, if, if you are doing that or whatever it is, then I should respect you enough and honor you enough. That's my new word. I've been doing a lot of things with honor. Um, mm. You know, we need to honor them and, and, and do that uh, because then it, it, it is also reciprocity because there's probably something that I do that they think that is just bonkers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And so I want them to give me the same honor and respect. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, back to your book, you self-published, and I love that concept. Um, So talk to us a little bit more about why you decided that that was what you were going to do. 
10 years of failure. Um, <laughs> so 10 years ago, I looked at the traditional publishing route mm-hmm. um, and no disrespect to people who go that route. It, you know, they, they really put you through a mm-hmm. lot. Right. And I had or, a client. <clears throat> a little. Right. <laughs> and I had a client at the time um, where we had quite the success story. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, we're going to tell this story. Mm-hmm. And the huge pang of guilt that I felt going through trying to write it down, mm-hmm. it's not my story. Mm-hmm. I didn't make all these decisions. Mm-hmm. I'm the coach who asked the tough questions. Mm-hmm. I'm the coach who educated them. But at the end of the day, they had to do the hard work. Mm-hmm. This isn't my story. Mm-hmm. So I abandoned it and it sat. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine who had gone, the traditional publishing route, Mm -hmm. tried to kick me in the butt and say, you should do what I did. I hired a ghostwriter and here's who you're (laughs) going to work with. And And I did. And the ghostwriter worked for one of the big publishing houses. And I had a wonderful manuscript full of crap that didn't sound like me. Right. They had really ghostwritten. So then I was really frustrated Mm -hmm. and nothing like a global pandemic enter COVID Mm -hmm. to really kind of make you scour your laptop and rethink Mm -hmm. a bunch of things. And as I was reimagining my virtual classes, Mm -hmm. the thing that was resonating with people were my stories Mm -hmm. or my case studies. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, ah, this is it. This is what's Mm -hmm. in it for them. This is what's in it for someone else. Mm -hmm. And so I really used as kind of my testing ground, Mm -hmm. my workshops. And then a friend of mine said, I self-published through Amazon. My wife is a wonderful Mm -hmm. illustrator. She'll illustrate it Mm -hmm. for you. This is not that hard. Mm -hmm. And so coached me through Mm -hmm. getting the paperback published through Amazon, Mm -hmm. as well as the Kindle, Mm -hmm. because it's available Mm -hmm. uh, for Kindle. And so the next evolution was audiobook. Right. So did you record your own? I did. So that was all about learning. So my husband and I took a weekend, uh, popped in the studio here, Mm -hmm. and we figured out how not only for me to narrate the book for him mm-hmm. to produce it. So it is available okay. on Audible. Okay. But my students were, a couple of students were really happy because they're like, I could just hear you, mm-hmm. right. you know, reading the book. And mm-hmm. I was just so mm-hmm. happy that you narrated it mm-hmm. yourself. So it is right. me. Well, and especially with the case studies, which is the bulk of the book, um, yes. you know, and because the, the, the thing about case studies, when they're done right, people can put themselves in that place. Oh yeah. yeah, that happened to me. Mm-hmm. And then hearing your voice just drives that home even more because then they know, okay, when I work with Angela, she's already talked about this. And so, you know, we've kind of got that, that relationship already built. Right. Right. And so that, that just is music to my ears when I mm-hmm. hear people say that. Um, and it's, it's doing what it's supposed to do. It's kind of a companion piece to the class, or sometimes people wind up in the class mm-hmm. because they read the book first. So mm-hmm. ah, either way. Interesting. Interesting. Well, yeah, we've talked, I think there's, you know, we, we've, we've talked about it a little bit, but you know, just a little bit more on how can we really do this in this hybrid workplace? Um, because, you know, I do think now I, I have worked from home for 20 some years, but I'm also a team of one, right? I don't mm-hmm. need an office, but I know that in many cases, sometimes the work gets done when you're standing around at the coffee maker and you're mm-hmm. saying, oh my God, did you see that the chiefs have won again, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 oh, by the way, what did you, know, and, and then just kind of stuff starts. So, you know, how do you incorporate some of those little bonding moments um, into into what you do? 
Yeah. And the part of the scrum framework that we didn't touch on is there are people would call them meetings, Mm -hmm. but we call them events because they're roll up your sleeves kind of Mm -hmm. working sessions. So there is one that kicks off the sprint to plan, but there could be a social element of that Mm -hmm. too. There's definitely that 15 minute or less daily, but to close the sprint out, there's a review, kind of Mm -hmm. a show and tell Mm -hmm. of what we produced. Mm -hmm. And then we have a closed door conversation called a retrospective Ah. where the product owner, scrum master, and the people Mm -hmm. who did the work just get to talk to each other very Mm -hmm. candidly about how that went. Mm-hmm. And that can be social. There can be you know, a fun element to it. Mm-hmm. But during the week or during a sprint, if your sprints are longer than a week, mm-hmm. you can schedule a virtual water cooler. I know so many of my teams mm-hmm. that do virtual coffee chat, mm-hmm. virtual water cooler, mm-hmm. virtual happy hour. Sometimes mm-hmm. those go better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a little alcohol always helps those conversations, good and bad, right? Mm-hmm. But you you can schedule it. And then it's not a mandatory thing. It's a whoever drops in, just right. like if we were by the coffee machine in the cafeteria. So in the, the whole intent mm-hmm. is social. Now, to your point, might a connection happen or something spark mm-hmm. something about a work topic? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Just right. like it does mm-hmm. in the office. Mm-hmm. Right. But you know, I like that you kind of schedule stuff a little bit because- I was talking to somebody who at the beginning of COVID, they they made everybody leave their cameras on all the time. Oh, gross. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> you know, for one thing, we're all thinking, did I just do what I thought I did on camera? Okay. <laughs> you know? And which is then, of course, why people started turning their cameras off. Um, but their thought was it's an open door policy. Right. Oh. You know, and and so people could just, you know, pop a up and and say you know and 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 even some of the other things i mean like you you used to do that with with skype you could just leave your skype turned on and then people could kind of ping in and out i hated that because for one thing i'm sitting here in a t-shirt and you know and and i probably don't want you know a, a, a ceo seeing me like that so at least give me 2 minutes warning so that i can do something different or or things like that but yeah it was it was kind of one of, of course they they quickly figured out this is not going to work this is not right. going to work um but kind of scheduling those informal little things mm-hmm. i i love that um because i think mm-hmm. it is you know, we we do need those times, whether it's just to, you know, talk about what you did over the weekend or, you know, because we are used to walking into people's offices, right? And seeing the yes. pictures, you know, all of those various things. And and that's the, the thing now about our Zoom backgrounds, right? You know, we've we've depersonalized them. You know, I still remember some of the first, you know, and I'm a big sports fan, hence the reason I knew what Scrum was. Um, but you know, when when all of the TV announcers were on and you know, clearly had no clue what they were doing because you know nobody was expecting to do this. And so we were all going, what books are they reading? <laughs> you know, and, and all of those various things. And now we've cleaned things up, right? And, you know, we've got these. And so we've again we've depersonalized, but I love scheduling time to have fun. You know, I think mm-hmm. I think we've gotten away from that. Um, you know, and 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 yeah, the virtual you know, the 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 water cooler. Do they even have those anymore? I guess they do. Um, but but yeah. So mm-hmm. we have, well, it's filtered water. We have a filtered water station. This works. This works. <laughs> well, oh my gosh, Angela, this has been so much fun. And, and we've just, you know, you've really piqued my interest. So this would be something to, to have follow-up conversations about. But, you know, if somebody's interested, how do they reach you? And what are the services that you provide? The best way to find me is LinkedIn. Now, 
with a name like Angela Johnson, there's 30, two or three of you, <laughs> 32,000 will pop up. Mm-hmm. So the best thing to do is type in Angela Johnson scrum and I will bubble right to the top. Mm-hmm. Send me a message. Mm-hmm. Let's start a conversation. Mm-hmm. Of course, our coaching and teaching services are available at collaborativeleadershipteam.com. Mm-hmm. If that's a mouthful for some folks, coleadteam.com will also get you there. Nice. Mm-hmm. I love reroutes. So you obviously work with teams and companies, and you mentioned you know kind of fifty is almost like the sweet spot. Um, but what can somebody expect when they work with you? We are going to ask the tough questions. Mm-hmm. So when, like you said, the first one is why it totally <laughs> is, and people will come to a class, they'll buy a ticket to a public class, and then they'll engage me at their company. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I'll do is sit down with the senior leader and say, "Why Scrum?" And they're like. You weren't kidding about that. No, I wasn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they do need to be able to have a conversation about what their goals and objectives are mm-hmm. because any coach can't help you right. reach your goals mm-hmm. and objectives if you don't have We them. just want you to fix it, Angela. Can't do that. If I could do that, I'd be on my private island counting my millions. Mm-hmm. So coaches help you help mm-hmm. yourselves. Right. And that's and we can help people identify the goal, but be honest about mm-hmm. starting, right? Well, mm-hmm. we want to explore it. We're not really sure we have a goal. Okay, let's start there. Right. But we can't really help unless we mm-hmm. tackle those tough questions. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. So what's kind of the average length of time that somebody might expect to work with you? We really like two to three sprints, however long. Mm-hmm. Somebody's sprints are mm-hmm. for a team. Okay. So if we have a team of people and scrum teams are 10 people or less, mm-hmm. we would expect to be engaged four to six weeks because mm-hmm. it should be all about mm-hmm. them right. sustaining this for themselves. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't need somebody from the outside mm-hmm. indefinitely. That's learned. Right. You're teaching them how to do it themselves. Right. I have been engaged with organizations for a year. If mm-hmm. they say, start with one team and then we're going to roll you to another okay, team that makes and sense. then to another team. Mm-hmm. So we can engage that way mm-hmm. too. But four to six sprint, you know, four to six weeks, mm-hmm. two to three sprints. And that should be the sweet spot of getting somebody up and running. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. So the name of your website again? Collaborative Leadership Team.com or CoLeadTeam.com. Perfect. I love it. Well, Angela, like I said, this has been so fascinating. I really had never heard of this. Never, ever. You know, maybe I need to get out about again. Um, <laughs> and, but, but yeah, I mean, it was, this has just been absolutely fascinating. There were a couple of times where I thought, oh, this would really be good for this project that I'm working on or, you know, all these various mm-hmm. things. So um, I'm going to go back and read the book in more detail. But, you know, hopefully we will have you on again and, and you can help my little brain a little bit more. But until then, do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? Absolutely. One of my favorite phrases is, if everything is priority, nothing is. Even if you're an army of one, like you mentioned, or solopreneurs listening, ordered lists, stop starting a bunch of things and start finishing. So ordering that list will help you immensely. I love it. Well, I have been having so much time talking about Scrum with Angela Johnson. I'm Deb Creer. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.